Mic check 212, mic check 212. Welcome to 1-800-504-LA podcast. I am your host, Big Tim Branch. I've got some special guests in the building. <laughs> We've got Jazz. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I guess it, uh, I'm so unenthusiastic, Jazz. Good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, y'all. That better? <laughs> you're you're get, very much getting there. We got to get the conversation going. Then my personality going to be like, ah. Is it bad that I started recording? Every episode with like a quart of juice, juice. next to me. But who doesn't like a juice? Swallow of juice. Who doesn't like juice? Some <laughs> Yep. A lot of juice. Last episode was orange juice. This episode is Sunny Delight. My little sister's in the background eating some organically fruit made popsicle. Why you had to put her on blast like that though? Please, I changed her diapers. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> So, my homie Drew is in the building. My co-host Jazz is in the building. What's up, guys? Drew nice to be here again. has one of my favorite. It's bigger to me. It's bigger than a clothing line. I don't want to call it a clothing it's line. It's a movement. I'm I'm glad you said that. I tell that to people all the time. It's it, a lifestyle for me. Yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle because this is what you. you know what I'm saying this is what you do. Like, like I've, we've had conversations, so I know like you yeah. eat, breathe, sleep. This, you know that's, what I'm saying? That's all I do. Um, like this is your main hustle. Your job is your side hustle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Basically, you know what I'm basically. saying? Like nothing else even matters. Like it's 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 so like that's the only thing that I'm focused on that I don't really have a plan B. That makes sense. I, I feel like plan B is overrated. I don't really have a plan B. I feel like if I'm making time for my plan B, then I don't think my plan A is yeah. gonna be successful. Yeah. So I I convinced myself that um this is gonna work. And I'll cross the bridge. When you get there, yeah. yeah. But for now, this is going to work. I believe in myself that much to know that I'm going to go through with plan A and I'll figure out plan B another time. That's gangster. I mean, that's, I think that's the way more people have to look at it. When you're chasing your dreams, I think that's the way you have to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you got to be all in with this shit. You can't. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no. It's like playing poker. Like you're betting your money. You're betting on your money. Well, with this, you're betting on yourself. So you can't half-ass bet on yourself. I tell that to people all the time. Like people call me. They always want to like start clothing brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, it's a gamble. Like you're fronting your own money. Um, well, most brands have like investors and stuff. But for the most part, you know, like I, I front my own money. So it's a gamble. You know you. You put up your 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 funds. You put up your time, um, and you have to put it out there and see if the people, see if you'll be able to, res, you know, reciprocate some of that back. But I mean, if you don't, you can't give up on it. You still have to keep going. You have to believe in yourself and your art, your craft, and and, and push forward. 
I mean, that's what all successful people, you know, write about in their books. They put everything in it, and if it work, it work. If it don't, we figure out how to make it work. Exactly, exactly. And I I think people want the process to be so easy. But, I mean, I know why that is, you know. Um, But still, people give up so easy because they don't see results immediately. Yeah. So, um, for me, I I was just talking to a friend yesterday, and I was telling her how um, I feel like I'm still in the beginning. But I've only been doing fashion for like six years. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm still in the beginning. And um, because every day I'm learning more and more about what it is that I need to do to be better at my job, to be better at this thing that I love so much, you know. So um, I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> You're all in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Tim, you good over there? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm paranoid <laughs> about the board and the machine, so I'm... I'm watching that while multitasking, you know? <laughs> so, when we reached out to Drew to do this episode, if y'all follow Drew, y'all know he been on everybody ass lately. <laughs> yes, I have. This, he don't give a fuck who you are. He is adding you and telling you about yourself. As you should. Definitely. As we all should. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I do want to say this, though. Um... In regards to Tim's comments, it's all out of love. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not any type of malicious intent. I'm not trying to belittle anybody. It's really just out of love. You know, um, I, I'm i just at a point where I feel like, you know, enough of the ignorance is it's, it's enough. Like, I'm tired of it. You know, um, people choose to learn about whatever it is that they want to learn about, but mm-hmm. black lives. And that's an issue for me mm-hmm. because um, we shouldn't still be in that state. It's where, 2020. Yeah. Where you have to learn why we shouldn't be murdered in front of the world, you know, uh, constantly on a daily. So, yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with that, though. Like, we have to hold each other accountable. I'm not saying, and when I say that, like, I'm not saying we could never fuck with each other again, but it's like, yo, you... When you're wrong, you you're wrong. You need to learn better. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. When you know better, you do better. So, hopefully, yo, me telling you, yo, you're wrong. You need to go helps you. It's never correcting correcting someone is never out of a place of hate. It's always well for me. It's always I know I can't speak for everybody, but I know it's me wanting you to yo. I want you to do better. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I liked what a tweet you had. You were like, we can't be so quick to cancel our own, but give everybody else a fucking pass. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and and that's what one of my beasts with cancel culture is because we we hold each other to this we hold ourselves to these uh to these to these expectations are up here right and when we fall short of those expectations we get mad and we be like oh man fuck this motherfucker uh, fuck this nigga or whatever but I was like that's counterproductive in a way you know what I'm saying right now I'm not saying go forgive niggas like R Kelly those niggas are in a totally <laughs> different. That nigga has in the there's certain motherfuckers in certain deeds that are in a totally separate um, category. Category. They can't be forgiven. Can't be forgiven. Yeah. That shit can't be forgiven. But some shit like putting your own foot in your mouth or whatever, you can learn from that. You can do better. I feel. You know what I'm saying? That, I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, so for an example, um, last Monday, I want to say that was last Monday. Yeah, I think it was last Monday. Um, I woke up and. Social media was on fire at Virgil. Um, he's a designer. I'm not sure if you know. Oh, yeah. So. But, um, you know, a lot of his remarks and the things that he has said. One, I, 
I wanted to make it clear that I don't care about the donation. Um, I'm not um, entitled to tell anyone what to do with their money and how mm-hmm. they spend their money. Um, you do what you think is best. Uh, I mean, personally, for a person that signed to Ikea or Nike, Louis Vuitton and Off-White, I mean, I do think $50 would be, it's not enough. <laughs> but um, he did, you know, clear those statements up, basically just saying he had donated more. But again, like, that's not my concern. Um, my concern is um, putting more value with T-shirts and sneakers um, over black lives, you know, it's really ridiculous in what he did. So I must admit, I feel like I went extremely, extremely like hard on Virgil, which is why days later I came back and I, I didn't, I didn't apologize for anything that I said, but I wanted to make note that I didn't want to like totally X him out of the conversation mm-hmm. when it comes to black designers and supporting him only because it's very few of us in the position that he's in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we all have said some ignorant things and had to be corrected. And I, I had to think about myself at times where I have a lot of um, female friends. And there were times where I didn't see, you know, the, the argument about women's rights and things of that nature. I didn't see, like, the point in it. I didn't see what point they were trying to make. But the more and more they educated me on it, um, or we'll just have conversation and they'll just correct me about the things that I'm saying, then I started to understand it more. So I, I took that example and then applied it to Virgil. Like, you know, Drew, you was once a Virgil before, you know. You've said things about, you know, whatever it is that people may be fighting against, and it was ignorant, and people had to correct you. So I definitely feel like that there's no room to cancel anybody. Um that, like Tim said, be putting a foot in their mouth, you know? Yeah. But I will say that um, now that people have called you out on it, it's your duty to make sure that you go educate yourself and make sure that you think before you speak next time. Because it may not be such a pat on the back next time and you get to move on with your life and still make your millions. Mm-hmm. It may not be that. Um so I was really fired up about those comments because I would say the fashion industry, for anybody that knows, is predominantly white. Right. Um, and who doesn't like clothes? Who doesn't like to look good? You know, but the fashion industry wouldn't be anything without black culture. Yeah. Facts. And I mean, there I don't even have to expound on that. Like we, we know this is facts. You know, um, Reebok even said it. They made a post like we would be nothing without black people yeah, and black exactly. culture. Alexander Wayne said the same thing. You know, I think with Virgil, I think he's. I think his uh, frustration came from one of his partners having like this store, whatever the case may be. And um, he had just started the business and people going in there to ride and loot and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, like. So, like, what, like, I mean, what, what you want us to do about that? And the thing, the fact that it, it felt like more of his energy was more into people looting than it was um, the reason a man it. being, you know, I mean, this police just kneeled on this man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Like, where's the outrage about that? You yeah. know? And I just feel like our priorities is just really 
fucked up. So, Tim, what you doing? So, uh, <laughs> I need this man vocals to be on point. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can hear you. I just want to. I want to make sure it's hitting right. I want. I want niggas to feel every single word. <laughs> Yeah. So then to have one of our own who barely made it into the position that he's in now. Um, and I'm and I also want to clear that up because like I'm grateful for Virgil being able to have that opportunity being at Louis Vuitton, Nike, IKEA. I'm I'm grateful for that, you know. Um, but the the designer from Fear of God, uh, Jerry, I can't think of his last name. What's his last name, Tim? Jerry what? Damn, I can't think of his name right now. Last name right now. Shit. I'm mad that I can't think of that either. I know his name is Jerry. Say that. Um, well, they did like a T-shirt for uh, George Floyd, and then on the back was all of the black designers. I uh, kid you not, they still had like a little extra white space at the bottom of that T-shirt. So that shows you that that it's not enough of us in there anyway. Yeah. So um, I just felt like to say that you're one of the few people that's in this industry, the least you could have did was just use your platform to speak out for. Talking to the mic a little bit more for me, uh, Drew. Alright, you can hear me now. Hold up, hold up. You have a technical effort. I wonder why that mic isn't picking up the. I don't remember everything I said. You good? I mean, I'm still picking it up. It's just <laughs> it's not as loud as I would want it to be. It's kind of blowing me right now. Only on, yeah. You guys can't say we don't get it out the mud on this podcast. <laughs> Talk now. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you okay. now. Yeah. I can even hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm but yeah, that's like, so you said they had a, 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 a list of all the black designers that worked on? That worked on, well, I would say like collaborated on the shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it wasn't that many black designers, you know? So again, I just felt like to say that you're one of the few um, and you're not using your platform to say, hey, stop killing black people yeah and you decided to um rant about your friend's building getting um looted um was an issue for me you know and i i also felt like i felt like you know they often forget that like it's black people that put them in these positions you know um don't get me wrong they have a lot of white kids that be standing out there and those long lines um, at those boutiques, at those street culture stores or whatever the case may be. And they're like trying to get the latest whatever. Um, but at the same at the same time, I mean, Virgil, let's keep it real. You wouldn't really be nobody without Kanye West. Yeah. So um, without the presence of Kanye and, the, and him co-signing you, we wouldn't even know who Virgil is. So uh, don't let the, the checks from Ikea or Nike... Um, or Louis Vuitton stop you from using your voice to help your people. Be whitewashed. Exactly. You know, I think it's, it's time out for that. You know, um, it's you have to understand your power. You know, they employed you to um, push their brand forward. So it seems like they need you more than you need them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I hope you didn't think that if you would have spoken out and Louis Vuitton was against it, or Nike was against it, or Ikea was against it, that black people wouldn't have your back, you know? 
stop being afraid and stand for what's right. So that that was really my main issue with Virgil. And then, of course, we, we're going to tap into racism and fashion in general because that's a disgrace. Well, without further ado, let's get straight to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, racism and fashion goes back, like, for fucking ever. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think a lot of people realize, like, if, if you, uh, they, they have a documentary on Netflix. It's called Fresh to Death. And one of the people they looked at was, they talked about was Dapper Dan. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people who don't know, Dapper Dan is, Dapper Dan is at, he's still at Gucci right now, right? Um. Well, yeah, he's, he's still at Gucci right now. Um, they signed him after. After like. <laughs> 70 years. Yeah, after. Uh, Dapper Dan was making shit with people's fabrics in the 80s. Right. That the the, the, the that Louis Vuitton and Gucci and them, they weren't even doing themselves. Exactly. Like, um. Matter of fact, the fame. Anybody who's familiar with Peyton Full, the dude, who, the, the real Rico, the, the the real Rico in real life had a jacket. This jacket finally made it. I don't know if you saw it. The jacket. It was a, a Gucci jacket that he made. The jacket made it to Fashion Week a couple years ago, and I was like, "Wow!" Are you talking about um, the Gucci jacket and had like the? I thought this is the jacket that you're talking about, but it had like the balloon shoulders. It's like might really be puffy. It. See, I've only seen that Payton Full once, so. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's the jacket that Tim is talking about, but I will say this, though. I know exactly what jacket you're talking about. Well, this particular jacket, uh, Beyonce wore mm-hmm. at made an America Festival, like, I want to say probably 2017, um, maybe, probably 2017. I want to say that's when, like, Cardi was like first coming yeah. out mm-hmm. and she had met Cardi. She was wearing that piece, but that was a Dapper Dan piece that yeah. he had designed. And suddenly it appeared on Gucci's uh runway. But we we know why that is. <laughs> like but like if you're familiar, you know, Dapper like they went as far as the they shut Dapper Dan completely down yeah. his his storefront that he had in Harlem. Yeah. Like Instead of a lot of people felt like, well, they could have just given him a job because he's making yeah. the, the smart thing would be, oh, I'm gonna give him a this dude is really nice at what he does, right? Because he was he tried to go about things the right way, exactly. And they would not sell him, they wouldn't, uh, well, a lot of their fabrics are copyrighted, so yeah. that's understandable. Um, but you're right, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take the, the proper protocol to say, hey, well, we're going, we're going to. Uh, employ you, yeah. You know, instead, we'll just take your ideas, right? Um, and and we would present them as if they were our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the weird thing about that is is that um, they knew that they had the power to do that. That's why they did it. Yeah, you know. And most black people don't have the power to submit a a, a cis and dissist letter. Um, cease and desist letter to say, "Hey, give me back what's mine." You know, we don't have the we don't have the resources to even try to start doing those or things. even know how exactly. to go about that. Yeah. Exactly. So um, Gucci knew what they were doing, and then um, it's just weird that it took them a couple of decades to say, "Oh, hey, finally, come get on the team." Like, yeah, like matter of fact, here's the jacket right here. This is the one. Yeah, that's what that's the one. That's the one he designed. Yeah, this is the one he designed. That's the one he designed for Alpo. The yeah, dude's real it. Rico's real name in actual life is Alpo. 
Yeah. That's when it. When you watch the movie, it's Rico, but it was like a big thing. Like all the drug dealers would go to that, but the drug dealers, the rappers, they would go to him. Matter of fact, they said the rappers would wait for the drug dealers to come out because he would make, you know, the only people who could afford the, right. those prices were your, up, your more upper echelon people, your famous people. So, like, they would wait for him to come out. Like, and it wasn't only Gucci stuff he was doing. He was taking Louis Vuitton, yeah. Pride of Fendi. He took he did a he did a call for LL Cool J. He did the whole inside in Gucci. The, the, the fabrics. It's like he started doing it out of like frustration of not being able to kind of do th- trying to do things the right way, mm-hmm. but nobody's giving you the time of day and thinking. You know what I'm saying? See, they don't they don't understand it until it's done to them. Exactly. Um, and racism in fashion is really, 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 really disgusting. Um, one of my main issues, um, for me with racism in fashion, I'm gonna start with Anna Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, grind my gears this past week. <laughs> she is one of those companies through this whole movement that felt like, oh hey, let me get ahead of the game, and let me let me apologize to black people. Let me talk about how I've been in the position to be chief and editor over one of the biggest magazines in the world, and not be able to treat my black employees equally. Um, so I guess she decided to like do this open letter and talk about um, what she could have done better. And I'm like, yo, you've been sitting in that seat for 32 years. <laughs> and you just and now you're saying, just something. saying something? Mm-hmm. You're not slick. Right. And no, I'm not taking the advance apology to say, oh, I understand. And it's fine. It's okay. No, I'm going to hold you accountable because... It's sad that it took you this long for you to finally say something. But also, I'm not going. I'm not going to cater to the pity party because back in 2018, when Tyler Mitchell, the photographer, shot Beyonce on the front of Vogue um, she, she at her re- request, yeah, she had to request that at her request. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that like everybody hear that it was at her request that Tyler Mitchell, a black photographer, shot the the biggest Vogue uh, issue. Um, there is throughout the year. September is the biggest issue that they release. Right. And um, so still after that, you still didn't take the initiative to say, "Hey, I'm gonna push black culture. I'm gonna in, I'm gonna include more black photographers, more black editors, um, black stylists, makeup black artists, designers, makeup artists, yeah. the whole nine yards." And so I just feel like now you're trying to get ahead of the game. And you're trying to bypass all of the direct backlash that most companies getting like Starbucks, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like save the pity because I'm not I'm not going to be here to uh, hold your hand and and tell you that it's okay. It's it's not okay. You're actually a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. She she was almost like trying to call herself out before so that other people else don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, And I caught that like. One thing about this media shit, like, and the more you get into different industries, especially like, okay, the way he can spot bullshit in, in fashion is the way I can spot it in music. Because once you start to learn so much, you're like, okay, that ain't how that works. Some, you got this, this uh, okay, this person has an album coming. That's when usually everybody starts doing the craziest shit they can think of, you know what I'm saying? His, historically, if you watch it, and it's the same thing with fashion, like, she's trying to cover her ass because she's starting to realize, oh, niggas is boring, niggas ain't fucking with Chick fil A, niggas ain't fuck. My mama. My sister's right there. My mama just threatened everybody in the house, and we we love Chick Fil A. She was like, 
You motherfuckers can go to Chick Fil A if y'all want to. Right. Like, and she miss, if, I, if she was like, if I see a motherfucker with Chick Fil A and Starbucks, that's your ass. Now I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I ain't saying I'm afraid of my mom. I ain't afraid of nothing. But I mean, I wasn't fucking with him anyway. But I get what you're saying. It's like I was having a conversation in my phone. Like, white folks don't care until you fuck with their money. Mm-hmm. That's when they care. That, that that's what they really care about. And then, of course, they're not gonna say that. But black people make the whole fashion industry go. The whole we pick. There's a fam. I, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna use for an example. Fendi. All of a sudden, Fendi starts popping off. When Nicki Minaj does the co-sign with him, and if you if you pay attention, like Fendi was quiet for a minute, yeah. and then all of a sudden, Fendi, I'm starting to see, I see Fendi everywhere, yeah, everywhere, Fendi. everywhere. Even it takes Rihanna, it takes common sense to fucking tell you Rihanna is the one of the most powerful people, is one of the most influential people in the world. Exactly. She has to go off on her own to even get you to even look at her to to do work with her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly, and and that's what bothers me. I was like, so when, when I found like Le- when I found out Rihanna had like the number one whatever brands in the world, I was happy as hell. I was like, like I was impressed because like that just shows me we can do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not impressed. I'm gonna tell you why I'm not impressed. Um, and and not with not Rihanna because mm-hmm. I love Rihanna. All right, <laughs> just for the record, just for the record, <laughs> I'm not impressed because um, Sephora just recently came out with their headline and was like. Hey, we're gonna cater fifteen percent of our shelf to black-owned uh, makeup brands. Right. I had to pause because I said, "Wait, hold up! You're gonna now cater fifteen percent to black-owned makeup brands? That's Fenty alone, mm-hmm. right?" I'm, I'm confused. Like, wait, what was the percentage before? Oh, it had to be less. Th- that's what I'm it saying. It had to be way, way. Uh, I mean, under under what about? Two percent, maybe, and I'm being nice here too. It might, it might not have been. It might have been zero. It, very been, minute. There's been very minute. a couple of girls I've dated, and I've definitely brought Fendi makeup for them. So I've been to Sephora, and I know what their stores look like. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not just talking about the one out here in New Orleans. I've been to the one in New York in Times Square. So I know how big their stores are. Their stores are. So fifteen percent is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Personally, but um. The, the the issue that I think I'm having with a lot of the companies is that, um, to be honest, um, I'm viewing all of this as a bad relationship between America and and African Americans. And I, I said like that because you ever been in like a, a relationship and somebody fuck up and they doing everything to smooth shit over, but just having changed behavior. Or doing the one thing that you asked them to do. So let's just say if you if you committed uh, infidelity, you know, like rather than you stop cheating on your partner, you say you're you, gonna stop cheating. You like I'm sorry, and you're buying flowers, you're buying gifts, you're doing all of these different things, but, you but still you're still cheating. cheating. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, y'all like putting up signs, y'all painting streets, y'all doing proceed t-shirts, y'all doing, putting black people as models exa- and I'm like, yo, different shades coming y'all out, donating 120 million. Y'all everything but giving us justice right and i have an issue with that because i'm like we really just ask for the simplest shit and it's just to be treated as equal and to serve justice to those who kill us at no cost so i'm not understanding why you're doing everything else but that that. so 
no, I don't give a fuck about your $120 million that you're donating, your $40 million that you're donating. Um, I don't care about your Black Lives Matter collections. Um, somebody asked me, was I going to create a black? I said, hell no. I'm not about to keep reliving the traumas of, of, of our lives so that way, you know, you guys can wear it proudly and say that I support black lives when you really don't. Mm-hmm. Right. That. I'm not putting my money towards that. If you want to do something for me, give us justice. Right. So, um, I, I'm just like, I'm just at a, like a fed up point right now. You know, um, going back to the fashion industry, going back to Anna Winter, I feel like she got ahead of the game only because it was more of a thing where it was like, well, let me state that I'm doing wrong before my black employees come out and it's start it. giving the real fuck. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you think they would learn within days, minutes, hours? Well, no, they didn't. Because the Vogue channels took off on social media and everybody, you know, did their did their own little challenge or whatever. Um, from from Vogue and they started doing Vibe. They started doing uh, No ID. Is that No ID or just ID? Is that the name of the magazine? ID, I think. I think it's ID. I think it's just ID. Okay, ID. Um, they even did Jet. But I think I woke up yesterday and I seen somebody tweet, well, Vogue posted all of the challenges on their website and they still didn't compensate nobody. It's like, yo, you're still not fucking learning. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not understanding, like, what are you not getting here? You know, and it's just weird. It's just weird at what's really going on. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really upset with Anna Winter because I actually like her. Right. You know, I'm, I'm more upset because I'm like, yo, like, you only care about our culture when it comes to your red carpet every yeah. May. When right. it comes to, to, to the Met Gala and you need these, because let's, let's be honest here. A lot of us really didn't know shit about the Met Gala. And At the Met all. Gala has At all. Like, lately has become mainstream. Popping, yeah. You know? And the fact that we don't we can't even watch this like on a television live and we have to watch it from our phones, like people uploading photos and everybody just kinda going crazy over the looks. Like the last several years, the main people people have been wanting to see at these Met Galas haven't been here. Have been black people though. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about the Rihanna's, the Beyonce's, Janelle Kari, Monet, Janelle Monet yeah. um, um, Jalen Smith. Right. Uh, it's like everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not understanding how we're convenient for that, but you still don't see the problem in you treating black culture the way you're treating it. That's an issue for me. It's like at this point, you're convincing me that you don't fucking care, and it's not that you don't know. You just don't care. So. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where I stand. You know, I, I feel I was telling Tim and Jordan the other day, like now I feel like that, that little kid that feels hopeless low key. Like, I don't even feel like I even want to, like, that's not even a goal for me anymore to attend a Met Gala or to be front seat at New York Fashion Week or Paris Fashion Week. Like those things aren't goals for me anymore. And Within like minutes, those goals has changed. Like they have been like bumped down on 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 the list of things that I want to do in the fashion industry because I'm like, yo, they hold no value. Right. That's okay because you can make your own fashion week. Exactly. You can make your own Met Gala. Exactly. I I not I think that's like that's where I'm getting at with things. I think um, Tim and I we were also talking about you know 
putting ourselves in white spaces where we're unwanted. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that has to stop. You know, the thing is, is that like, you know, we've been taught that Vogue was the top magazine. We've been taught that the highest level of achievement is getting a Grammy yeah. um, or whatever it may be that pertains white people. And we feel like when we get those things, we, we made ha- it. We've made it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, to be honest, like the Jet cover and the Vogue cover, they both going to rip the same with the same amount of intensity that you tried to rip the damn magazine, you know? Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Like you may get a little bit more exposure in the Vogue magazine. Um, then you may get in a jet magazine, but that's because we got to push the jet magazine yeah. right. versus always trying to go buy Vogue oh. magazines, you know? So I don't know. like Anna Winter, like, damn, like she really let me down. <laughs> Well, you know, that's been my point about being in the space. It's like, and I, me and LA had this conversation, I think last episode, I was, like, we, we had, I was like, and I told him, treat it like this. If there's a nigga down the street you don't like, you're not going to fuck with that nigga, right? Treat white people that don't fuck with you the same way. Mm-hmm. What you, my, my thing is, I ain't about to fuck some, I'm not about to force somebody to want me to be around. Fuck that. I'm at the point where I believe in, I'm gonna have my own shit. You don't want me to eat at your restaurant? Fuck y'all. Make my work on the worst. If don't none of y'all want to serve me, or they don't want to serve black people, I'll make my own black. I will make my own. I will come up with my own upscale black restaurant. But now, you have a lot of people that don't think like that, and they yeah, they go yeah. towards that because it's convenient. Right. Now like, I will say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna like challenge you just a little bit. So I don't think that the the fuss is about. Um, wanting to be in those spaces mm-hmm. uh, or wanting to feel the acceptance of white people. I think the the biggest argument right now is you're taking from us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that, not that, being... Well, you know, that's a we can have that conversation too. And white people have been taken from black people for a long time and not being properly I compensated. Mean, they that's, took us. That's, 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 that was <laughs> one of my beasts with the... I'm glad you said the, 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 the uh, Vogue cover challenges. I was like, please don't let... I was and I was like, please don't start a challenge because all they're gonna do is they're gonna take, they're gonna see something, they're gonna take that idea and they're gonna run with it, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get the compensated for the it, compensated or the credit. The credit, the credit. A lot of times, a credit is a big thing. With you know what I'm saying? Okay, so if you design a fire shirt for me, I can pay you for. I I should pay you for it. But if everybody sees it, they be like, "Who made it?" And I lie and I say, "I made it." See, it's a bigger thing for me to give you your credit because you need to get your credit because. Because you need other people to come and to support come, you. Right, and to, keep, to, work with to you. keep going and what you have going, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, we, black people have been getting the credit in any industry that they properly, properly credited, properly compensated. And you, uh, and you know, and I, I would say this, and a lot of reason why it goes, it becomes um, ignored is because oftentimes we're just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, like thank you. I finally, and, I finally got this. Exactly, like, yes. like we, I'm here. You know, so I think that's really the biggest argument. It's like it's not, it's not that you, um, you're actually taking from us. You're just not crediting, mm-hmm. like credit me or pay me. You know, um, so it's it's almost like um, I saw Justin Bieber speak out, and he was like, "Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been a part of black culture. I've been taking black, taken from black culture." I mean, obviously, you can tell in the switch in his music. Right. You know, uh, I mean, from the way he dresses on hey, the way he dress, everything. You know, so it's like, why not speak out? You know, why not do something? Because at the end of the day, it's like it's weird 
Because I had also used this analogy where I was telling people like, yo, the top 40 ain't shit without black people in it. Because it don't really be popping unless you have Drake in there, unless you At have Rihanna in there, you have Beyonce in there. Um, and it's weird because it wasn't until I think journals came out where it wasn't so many black, well, black people started kind of getting into like Justin Bieber's music, you know, and then he started hanging out with more rappers and more R&B singers. And right. All of a sudden, that's the only thing you see him hanging out with now, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, why not speak out, you know? Right. So it's just time out for that. Like, it's, I mean, you even have people like, um, you have people like uh, Katy Perry. Like, I think the last biggest song she made was like Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. And that was on a trap beat. Yeah, with Juicy J. Yeah, with Juicy J. And I was on the trap beat, and she, you know, she got popular for, I think it went number one and everything, you know. But we go over here, and we make a pop song, and suddenly it's, they want to stick it into urban contemporary. They want to, everything but what, it, but what it's supposed to. It's oh, like, we, we don't have those well, same opportunities. I, I can talk about that for hours. And, and for a long time, people didn't understand what the difference between R&B and pop was. And I'm going to tell yeah. you what the difference is. It, it's all about, it's, it's skin tone. Yeah. Cause I can let if I let if I ever see it's hard for a lot of black artists to go. There's only a select few black artists who are able. It's almost like a soul singer's voice scares a white person. It's almost like it scares them. It's too it's too strong. That's literally what they would tell you in the sixties, seventies. Unless it's Adele. It's, 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 unless it's Adele. Anything soft. Anybody with a soft now a soft voice was okay. That was the big thing with the Supremes when they when Diana Ross started singing lead. In order for them to cross over, Diana Ross had a softer voice. Still a pretty voice, but it's a softer voice. Nobody wants the. It's scared. They just don't want. They want the softer voice. You know what I'm saying? The more up tempo. Up until recently, if you pay it, um, it, it's hard for. Like hip hop is just becoming to the point now. Any hip hop album can go top ten Billboard. Yeah, Gunner was just number one. I hate to. T- I had to tell somebody fifteen years ago, Gunner would not have gone number one. But I mean, hip hop has been the number one genre for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they were just afraid to admit it. You know, and the fact that that is the most listened to genre of music, you know, they have no choice but to come on over here and get with the program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just so much that's going on. I I want I want to say something before I forget to start. I want to I want to go all the way back to Virgil. Um, when I'm gonna tell you how like crazy this racism shit is in fashion. Virgil, I was even more upset with him because I'm like, you set your black ass up there on your platform. And it's crazy because when he came out like with his apology letter, he was like, I'm a dark man and I'm a dark, dark man at that. I'm like, whatever the fuck does that means? What? Like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. But I think what bothers me the most was um, he was trying to make it about the, the building being destroyed. And I'm like, yo, like, Off-White wouldn't be shit if you wouldn't put it on the black entertainers mm-hmm. to get your damn brain out. At all. Because mm-hmm. at if, all. It, if it wasn't for Beyonce wearing it at one of her biggest stadium tours that she has, if it wasn't for Serena playing in Off-White, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Kanye West wearing Off-White, and all of the million rappers that didn't mention Off-White in they 16 bars, you wouldn't be shit. So stop trying to give credit to the little rich white boys that's standing in line for hours and fighting and rioting right. uh, and acting like thugs, you know, the, the, the word that they would say we are, um, and, and to, to getting your pieces and stop acting like we just don't have any knowledge of what Off-White is because we do. And if you know about, uh, if you have ever been to a Kanye West concert or a Beyonce concert, you'll know that they have a lot of black people that go 
that goes to their uh, tours, especially yeah. Beyonce. Right. So I I was confused because I'm like, yo, like off white is not being displayed on small stages. Even the models you choose at all. The models you choose, they it's, it's this. These are super models that you're choosing. So I'm not understanding like. What the fuck, Virgil? Like, I, I had, like, that's how upset I was with him. Like, come on, man. Like, I've, I've watched too many of your runway shows, too many of your behind-the-scenes documentaries for you to even be acting like this. And to be honest, um, it's weird because he kind of opened the door to street culture. Like, um, like I'm, I'm not going to say, like, he completely started um, street culture, but he opened more of a lane to, like, or to be more accepted by like yeah. high end uh, yeah, fashion yeah. brands because I mean before they wasn't accepting the the t shirt the the baggy sweats and sneakers type of mm-hmm. vibe you know what I'm saying now that's all you see is them wanting to get on that same wave so it's like yo like you've been doing good up until this point now all of a sudden you know none of it matters and then I believe he kept going on in his uh, rants and he kept saying. Where street culture is not the same anymore because y'all don't stand in line and fight over the last t-shirt or the last pair of pants. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck does that even mean? That like, makes no that, sense. It, it, it what does it have no to sense. do with anything? It has nothing to do right. with like, why we would stand in those same lines and uh, leave those lines with those those shoes or that shirt that we would like. Um, and since he liked to use zip ties on his shoes, um, we're being beaten and, and arrested with those same zip ties that you use. Right. Um, not to mention, you know, we're dying in those same shoes that you're that you creating. So mm-hmm. miss me with the bullshit. Not to mention you're signed with, with Nike and they on board. Why aren't you? Right. Like that's what I don't understand. Like, fam, what you mean street culture isn't it like motherfuckers is still going crazy like we're still dying like it was fam, they're not even making this off white shoe. In my size, I was trying to get the shoe for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? The the uh, the, the, the retro four. Because it's a, it's a I was, first off, I was mad that it wasn't making any men's. But I was like, cool, <laughs> whatever. But I'm gonna help who such and such get the shoe. So I'm like, fam, it was a bad taste. I was like, fam, I don't even want to get the shoe. Now. I'm not even gonna buy this because like you're missing the. It's not you're you're just missing the point completely. You know what I'm saying? And it's either you don't want to catch the point, but Fam, people support you. Like when I go to Saks, if I go to Saks, the first that they know you, they keep you know they keep a purchase history in all those stores. Mm-hmm. And if you have somebody who you buy your clothes, who helps you get whatever stuff, they know what you like. They'll be like, they will let me know when off white stuff came in because there's only so many places down. It's hard to get off white down here, for example, mm-hmm. without having an order. And I like to try clothes on to make sure the fit is right because ordering online isn't the same for me. You know what I'm saying? I, there's a certain fit I'm going for usually, right? But like just to be like, oh, street culture is insane. That's like a slap. Like, fam, yeah. what you mean? Like, I'm I just dropped four hundred dollars on a shirt, exactly. and that's all you see. Street culture. So, and the, you know what's crazy? I'm glad you brought that point up because that was something else I wanted to touch up on. And you know, like I said, he mentioned about street culture being dead. No, street culture is dead because y'all are pricing T-shirts at five, six hundred dollars. Street culture is dead because shoes. You have this resale culture that's out here that's pur- purchasing shoes at a retail price of probably one fifty to right at about two hundred and fifty dollars, and you go on Stock X and or Goat, and the shit is two three grand. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why street culture is dead. It has nothing to do with the fact 
that people don't want to stand in the lines and fight for the last pair of shoes anymore. It has nothing to do with that. I'm not standing in the line for 17 hours no. and having to 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 realize that I won't even be getting this fucking shoe um, because they're going to resell it anyway. You know, and y'all overpricing every fucking thing. So don't blame that on us. It's y'all. And, I, and I'm starting to think, and me and somebody was talking about this, you cannot tell me that these these different companies and StockX and GOAT don't have a some type of... StockX and GOAT already have those shoes. Because the minute them shoes sell out, if I the minute I get told that I didn't get the shoe on... I use the Yeezy Supply website, for example, that I didn't get the shoe, I get an alert from GOAT against StockX saying I have this shoe available for whatever. whatever. And what StockX does is they show you the sales history of, of all the shoes being sold. That's why I like StockX. Whereas GOAT doesn't show you that. StockX doesn't sell as many used shoes, but GOAT does. It's right. GOAT, StockX, the majority of StockX is, is dead stock shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But like, I'm, I'm, I was like, fam, this don't make no sense. I was like, I can, fam, if I can't do nothing, I can count and I can tell when some shit don't add up from a distance. I was like, hold up. There's no way the shoe is selling out this fast and all of a sudden y'all got 50 pairs of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like you're almost being used all the way around. You're being used to get the website clicks. You know you pro- they, they know you're probably not gonna get this shoe, but they're gonna redirect you to StockX or Goat to go get them, which they've already sold probably, we'll say 200 pairs to them, and they know people are gonna want the shoe. The best time to get that shoe off of those websites is that as soon as soon as they send you the uh, alert and it's available because. The longer a shoe sits, the the the, le- the least amount of pairs there are for a shoe available, the more I can resell them for. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that that's that's actually your best day to buy that shoe. So the, the ones I have on my feet, if I would have got these the same day on StockX, I could have got them for three fifteen. Today on StockX, they might be full five hundred. Right. That's a hundred eighty five hundred fifty dollar difference, and y'all can't tell me that's not there's not some type of kickback. I know better. They're, Beautiful they're, capitalism. Oh, welcome to, welcome to America. America doesn't <laughs> work without capitalism. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, it's like waiting 17 hours in a line for a shoe that I'm not gonna get. Fam, my time is too priceless. Exactly, and and that's and that's why I I wanted to make a point that you know none of that shit is relevant when it comes to our lives because the thing is this: I can I'm 26 years old, so it doesn't matter if. You know, I stood in this line for however long and got these shoes. If I'm not able to live to wear them, why does it fucking matter? Yeah. Right. You know, um, especially if I'm I'm dying at the hands of, um, you know, policemen who are not doing their job correctly. You know, it's like, yo, it's, it's, it's really not that deep. You know, uh, if you're going to stop me, you're going to ask me what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. You're going to. Uh, it's simple. Tell me what you're stopping me for. You know, if you find it in, in, in protocol that you have to write me a ticket or you have to arrest me, do it. Right. Do I, don't, you, I don't I don't, I don't know give why a f- that's hard. Right. Like, I, I don't I don't see why it has to escalate to things um to where we have to have riots and protests and people have to loot and people have to, you know, constantly post these things on their social medias and people have to have these conversations in their homes with their families, with their kids. I mean, their kids two, three years old and we're having these conversations with them. And I'm really frustrated at the fact that we have to go through all of this and, and we have to go through two weeks long of protesting to get one thing done. This is one thing. I always have to remind people of that. We've, we've, only, we've only been able to accomplish one thing. 
And that's simply just charging the four officers involved with George Floyd. We mm-hmm. didn't even start with Breonna Taylor yet. Right. And, and, it's, and it's not just about them two. It's about uh, a lot of uh, victims whose lives, black lives, who were, um, who, who, who were robbed. So I'm not understanding why it has to take all of that for y'all to do one simple thing, such as just charging them. We haven't even got a conviction. Right. So that's where I feel like I want the fashion industry to understand, like, yo, like you got to look at the bigger picture. This is not about your fucking runway. This is not about your shoes, your shirts, and whatever else that you're trying to create to benefit off of black culture. Because it's weird that I, I was I was explaining to a friend that I'm I'm really tired of explaining what you can do to help us. Right. I'm you should just know. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's common sense. Exactly. Treat treat somebody like a decent human being exactly. or speak up. That's it's not as complicated. You know what I'm saying? You don't I'm not saying you have to donate money. You can literally, you see a black person have, all you have to do is help them. That's it. That's all somebody, I just, if you see me, speak up for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I I was, I was even telling people that, you know, uh, even with, with George Floyd, I was telling people that like, yo, like he's in handcuffs. It's not much he could do. At all. If you, if you've, I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, you didn't uh, have the rights to arrest him because I don't even know. Really, the real story and why y'all was really arresting him. So if you're just gonna arrest him, okay, put him in a car. Yeah, that's not hard. There's no reason to even have him, fam. That's like so. That's really been my issue when I I see people in the fashion industry not speaking out because here's 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 something else that I want people to know about the fashion industry. They have a long history of mocking black culture and getting called out for it. So my main issue with that is is that. You found the time um, and the energy to research uh, inspiration about black culture to display on your runway when you felt like it was benefit. But now suddenly you need me to sit you down like a kid and educate you on why black lives matter. I'm not I'm not for that shit. I'm not doing that because you felt the need because when when Gucci got called out, what, last year? Yeah, it was the last year. Gucci got called out. was like back to back weeks. got called out. Fendi got called out. Like all of them got called out for displaying very uh, distasteful content to black culture on a runway. But yet, you you can't do that here. Like I'm not understanding. Like it's it's only black culture is only benefit when you're trying to get the attention of the world or when when you're trying to sell something. You Mm -hmm. know, notice that they even use uh, black culture. Like supermodels is not really even a thing anymore. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like at all. Everybody wants Tyra Banks and the Naomi Camels anymore. Mm-mm. Like like they used to. Don't get me wrong. Like they have supermodels that like I know of, but I'm talking about like the average person that just know like, oh yeah, that's a supermodel. Like when Naomi Camel and Tyra Banks was modeling, like people knew like they are supermodels. People don't really know that now. So my thing is rather than giving um, you know, black people opportunities to be able to model in these shows. You know what they say? Oh, let me go pull the black entertainers. Right. You know, I don't want them to just sit front row at my shows anymore. Well, they also do that too. But I also want them to model in the show too. Mm-hmm. I want them to perform in the show just to grab attention to your brand. When right. before, the, I'm going to tell you how bad this racism shit is with fashion. Like, Here's another story that I know of. Um, yes, I'm bringing up Beyonce again. 
Sorry, guys, but I'm a fan of beats. So right. I know that. Beyonce and Beyonce, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I remember she, I want to say that was the uh, CDFA Awards. Um, it's like a fashion mm-hmm. um, awards that she um, she got like, she got like one of their like prestigious awards or something like that. Um, and in her speech, she basically stated how like coming up in Destiny's Childs, like her mom did all of the costuming and stuff for them because they wasn't allowed to go into those showrooms and be able to pull pieces. Right. You know, and it's weird because it's like a lot of people don't really know that. That's why Destiny's Childs wasn't in those high end brands. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Beyonce has been in the the music industry for like 20 plus years, 24 24. Okay. She's, she's been, she's technically been in a spotlight 24, but it's really probably third, close to the third. No, she, and it's not 30. No, okay. I'm just, she started I'm just when saying, she was like young. Like I'm, a little I'm talking about from okay. start. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Start, yeah. But, okay. Uh, known, I'd say 97, so we 20, 23. Yeah. So Beyonce just starting to wear designer shit. Right. Like, I'm talking about like in her shows and her videos, interviews or whatever the case may be. But before, she wasn't even allowed to even go into those showrooms. House of Darion. <laughs> see, see what I'm right. saying? Right. It wasn't. That's the that's the issue that I've been having because now mm-hmm. you know your brand is not flourishing without at, these at, without at all. these black entertainers that are wearing your 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 pieces. I mean, I mean, I haven't always been into fashion all my life, so I can't go that far back on history about like fashion weeks. But come on, Fashion Week is flooded with black entertainers now. Mm-hmm. What? Like that's that's part of their Rihanna agenda. performing. Yeah, that's part of their Rihanna. Agenda now. Rihanna has her own particular thing at Fashion Week. I want to, tell you. you know well, what I'm saying? Well, that I mean that has a lot to do with her designing. So yeah. I understand that part. But I'm talking about just attending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I never knew. I mean, I know fashion and music goes hand in hand. But I, I, I just haven't. I never knew Fashion Week was such. And I'm not talking about just one fashion week. I'm not talking about just New York fashion. I'm talking about Paris. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Milan. I'm talking about London Fashion Week. Like you have these black stars front row at all of these shows. Gabrielle and, yeah, and, and Dwayne. And Dwayne Wade. Yeah. They always there. Um ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. Right. Um uh, uh what, what's the other one? They I can't think of his name. ASAP uh ASAP Ferg. Ferg. All of motherfucker like all <laughs> of them, everybody, everybody everybody is there from the top uh, from class A to class E, everybody's in there. YouTubers. YouTubers are in. So if that don't say enough about black culture moving, pushing your brands forward, then I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so the least the least you guys can do is say, hey, I'm going I'm to use my platform. Not when I'm being told, not when um, I'm on, not when I'm in a hot seat. Not when I feel like it's convenient for me. I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that when they start doing that, then I can I can say, okay, you know what? I accept your apology and I, I appreciate you, you know, initiating change to make uh, colored people, you know, um, benef- benefit from, from, you know, from your brands, you know? So it's, it's a lot, man. Bro, it's, you know, it's funny how you say music and fashion go hand in hand, right? Now, let me... Let me show you what the music industry is down bad at. Whatever label Beyonce and them were signed, Destiny Child and them were signed to, which would have been at that time, Columbia. She still is. She's still Columbia? Oh, God she's, damn she's it. She's never changed. I never knew she never left Columbia. I thought she was on Live Nation by now. But I'm glad you said that. Okay. A label has stroke, okay? 
So the fact that you won't even and that's I mean, that's what the music industry would be fucked up at too. Fam, that's your your group. Destiny's Child ended up being the Destiny's Child is the best selling female group of all time. And it ain't close. Facts. The the, the next <laughs> The, the next closest is TLC, and TLC held that crown for a minute. But when, Until left out that. Yeah, and once. I can't, I can't speak on this topic because people that's going to listen to them like, Drew, you biased. No, but, <laughs> but Destiny's Child is the best selling group. I, Destiny's Child took, they picked up where TLC left off, and they just, mm-hmm. they, t- they just, they, they hit it out the park, you know what I'm saying? TLC was hitting a single, a double, a triple, a home run. Destiny's Child was hitting home runs, home runs, home runs. Everything. All, if you go look at their sales, albums, right? Go, yeah. go look at their sales history. Like, right? TLC was busting, but their numbers wasn't like Destiny's Child. Nobody's shit was like Destiny's Child. Now, was. was that because of the contract they signed? Who? That TLC. No, um, that was because of just the time and just when you're, when you're first, it's a different time. So like, the money in rap was still new. It was still like. It was a new rap was still technically a new genre uh, label wise. That's the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, TLC is ninety two, ninety three easily. You know what I'm saying? So they go. There's a lot of people out in ninety two, ninety three, which they still. Which don't get it twisted. TLC moved units. Yeah. I'm not gonna say you ain't moved yeah. no units. They moved units, but it was just Destiny's Child was just different. Destiny's Child hit at like it was the perfect storm for for labels. The perfect storm, but the fact that they couldn't even fam, they have relationships with all these designers. The fact that you can't make sure they get some shit pulled is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. That, that shit is unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 that's where I'm glad you said that because that's where like I like the power that they had because even though they wasn't wearing Gucci, Louis Vuitton, they wasn't wearing Fendi or Chanel to perform, and they were wearing these costumes that her mom was designing. I mean, she got designed for three different girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At Three, three different these, styles. Three, and, and three different body types. And then sometimes it wasn't even just three. Remember they, when they had the four? four. Yeah. They started off so with four. And the thing is, it's like, it's crazy that they were still able to be that successful without your brand. So, just know that don't think that we can't do shit without you, because right. we can. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much. And we, we talking about the music and the fashion industry. I can have a whole. I can have three more episodes on the movie industry because I, I was watching uh, the movie Hustlers, right? And you know, it was Hustlers was marketed like they used Cardi B to market Hustlers. Y'all, because I don't give a fuck if Jennifer Lopez is in that movie. They used Cardi B to market that movie. They did. They used Cardi B and Lizzo. So the way the, the way they have it portrayed is, you think Cardi B is all through that bitch? You think she has lines the whole movie? Go turn that fucking movie on right now. Cardi B might have. Cardi B is probably in three full scenes, and I would say she has seven, eight lines. But they they've always done that in the film industry. Used um, used our people to if if we hot, they're gonna use us to do a film. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand the amount of time it takes to work on a film. It takes away from our artists. That's why you'll hear artists say, "I don't." As much as I love doing movies, I wouldn't. Be able to do another one because it's it's very time consuming. You have to pro in your in your in the contract you do to do film. You sign to do film. You have to, to you have to help market the film. You have to do this. You have to be at this, which take that's only twenty four hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Which takes time away from your ability to be in the studio. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to do both at one time. That's that's <sighs> you got to be a super. T- you it's, you can't sleep. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's it's really really bad, you know. Um, 
I I think, you know, it hits harder for me because again, like I, I love fashion. So I study it all the time and I'm I'm I look at it. So it just I mean, you even have brands that I mean wasn't making certain pieces for black women because they didn't like the way their jeans looked on black women. Right. So they 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 designed their their jeans to to fit more of a white woman mm-hmm. than for black women, you know. And it's like, yo, like I'm gonna tell you one person that I applaud. Um, he's a white designer, Ralph Lauren. I'll tell you why. Ralph Lauren um, made it his business to say, well, hey, I don't have. I can, I create my high end stuff, but I also I I can also create something where you'll be able to have access to it too. Right. You know, and that's where that's where you seen through the whole 2000s, basically where. Everybody and their mama had a polo. Everybody. <laughs> and I mean, it was $99, but you had it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Fucking he even designed it from, you know, adults to kids mm-hmm. to like newborn babies that like we, we, and it wasn't like, no, it wasn't like it was like polo assassin. No, it's USPA. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it was polo polo. It was actually Ralph Lauren. So it was like, yo, like I've always applauded him for, you know, including us and, and like not forgetting us and not not from the aspect of because it was cheaper or anything like that. But he just didn't forget. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he every he's always included us. Um, so the, in my eyes, he's the only one who has done it right. Everybody else has been bullshitting. Oh, they, everybody else is hella flawed. If you like they did. If, if I pull your jacket, your jacket is questionable. You know what I'm saying? And like that's why I need you to keep designing. Oh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, and and I'm going to make it my business to, you know, make sure that um, inclusion is something that's always a part of my brand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not discriminating whatsoever. I don't care about your skin color. I don't care about your body type. I don't care about your uh, sexual orientation. I don't care about none of that. Like, if I, if I think you're dope and you can contribute to my vision, I want you on, I want you on board. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's you know, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot with with everything that's going on. I'm also learning about how when they take away from our our culture. I'm also learning that when I feel inspired, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this before I move on to this this point. I'm really not upset that they take from our culture. We fucking dope, right? And I AF. mean, if I wasn't if I wasn't black, I'll take two. Because we we that dope, like we make shit move, we get shit done, and we get shit. And don't even done. try hard. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, we just we just we just born this way. Like yeah. we just we we. I mean, every fucking thing about black people every, is dude, fucking dope. Literally everything. I remember my dad. We make that. the world go like, round. He was like, I remember my dad said that even like with dancing, he was like, you don't have to teach a black child to dance. Just turn the music on and let them do what they do. They just got rid of. They gonna come up with. They gonna. They're just gonna come with something, and it's gonna exactly. be. Oh, that shit was cool. Fam, do you know how creative, like, do you know how a nigga made the Millie Rock popping? Think about, a nigga had the idea, I'm going to do this a certain way on, fam, that is a, t- that's like a, that's just a different kind of flavor you got. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we do, you know what it is? We've always, um, we've always gotten the crumbs. Right. We make, we, we make best of, of what we have. So... 
when when you've been given when you haven't been given enough, just make what they say. What's the famous line where you where you you have lemons and you make lemons. You make lemons yeah. out of lemon. You make lemonade out of lemons. That's you know that's basically what we do, and that's all we've been doing all our lives because we. I mean, the thing is this: like, if you if when you were young and your mom punished you or whatever, and she told you go to your room and don't cut the TV on and nothing like that, like, and you had to sit in your room all day, like, I mean, you found you found out what you can do Fuck to you occupy mean. your time. To, to to distract you from being bored and not to think that like, hey, I'm punished. So you probably was doing some shit you never thought you'd be doing. You'd probably be, you know, making shapes on a damn wall with your finger or whatever the case was. But you made the best of what you had. No, real you know shit. Because you didn't have your TV. You didn't have your game. You couldn't see your friends. Mm-hmm. You couldn't talk to your siblings or whatever the case may be. So you made best of whatever you had between those four walls. And that's what black people have been doing all, all of our lives, just making the best of what we have. So I, again, I'm not... I'm actually flattered that y'all y'all think we that damn dope. But if you if you're going to always come over here and say, "Hey, I like that hairstyle. Just I like the say, way she do makeup. Just say it came I like from the way you dress." Man, pull that person in. Right. Pull, pull, pull that black girl in. Pull that black boy in and say, "Hey, you know, I I I need I need help with this." And and I think what I'm learning as, as a black creative that when I'm inspired by other cultures and other races, I think it's important that I go sit with someone mm-hmm. and talk about, you know, their beliefs or what, what may offend them, what may not offend them. Um, what is the right thing? How, how to go about about doing these different things versus just saying, oh, I'm going to go over here and, you know, take this from this culture and just run with it. Mm-hmm. No, like that is not how you pay homage to people, you know. It's it's time out. It's time out for them to stop with the excuses. Stop with the with the. Well, I thought it was dope. I didn't think that it would be um, it would be such a big problem. Yeah. Cut with the bullshit. Like if anything, be sure. Be sure. Right. I mean, that's all people. Like I said, all people all people want is to be treated treated decently. Exactly. I'm not asking for the sun, the moon, and the stars, and just the show planets. empathy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I know there is something else I I, I want to point out too um, with the fashion industry, um, you know, the fashion industry um, is predominantly gay as well, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to this Black Lives Matter movement, you do not have a choice in who you want to protect. Right. You will protect black men you will protect black women you will protect black kids you will protect black trans you will protect black lgbt right you know you you have no 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 choices in which you want to and, and who you want to protect that shit's gonna stop because i've been saying that too much too you can't have your picks and chooses on who you want to protect our every, every black life matters every, i don't give a fuck what they choose to do with their life right it matters and I think that that shit has to stop, especially going back to the fashion industry, because like, I mean, let's keep it real. Like they have a lot of gay men in, in the fashion industry, a mm-hmm. lot of black gay men in there. And again, they make the industry go round. Mm-hmm. That without gay black men in the fashion industry, like you wouldn't have the, 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 the nice jeans or the shirts or the jewelry or whatever the case may be. And I am going to challenge our black community, especially our black heterosexual males, Stop fucking treating them like they not shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because without without the fashion industry, 
you wouldn't be fresh on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Just true. You wouldn't have your nice cologne to impress the women that you want to be able to attract. Mm-hmm. Stop doing Very that Very much true. We have to get on one accord and and understand that like we're in this together. You don't get to you don't get to uh, treat your your brother or your sister a certain way because they choose to live their lifestyle a certain way. We don't do that shit over here. And if you feel like you can't live up to those expectations or those standards, then you don't need to be fucking wearing anything designer. Go wear Walmart. Go wear fucking TJ Maxx. I don't give a fuck what you wear, but just don't wear nothing designer. Because mm-hmm. again, without gay black men and gay black women in the fashion industry, because it's it's a lot of them, then the fashion it, industry it doesn't go. Yeah. It, don't, it won't be nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's the same thing with like with black women. Like, fam, as a first off, as a man, I'm not about to just sit there and let you do anything to a black woman. Not in front of me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't see how 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 nigga could just like fam like and maybe I was just brought up like fam. It has a lot to do with how you was brought up. Fam, I'm not like if I know any girl, fam, a nigga ain't putting their hands on any girl I know. Like I tell it to every girl I know, like fam, call me. I'll, it ain't got to do nothing. It ain't got nothing to do with me liking you or nothing. Like I can like you like a sister. Call me. I will come beat that nigga ass. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like. Black women really need to like be protected. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they do. And I'm, the, I'm the, shit is out of, the shit is out of hand. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's also a big issue that's going on now because black women has been on the front line mm-hmm. and, and fighting for us and fighting for the rights of mm-hmm. black people, black children, black men, black trans, black LGBT. Like they've been on the front lines and they've been busting their ass. And the thing is, is that. Like that same energy is not being reciprocated mm-hmm. for black women. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you could tell, the Brianna Taylor is kind of like getting lost in the noise. I yeah. don't know how, but it's really getting lost. It's like people are not really putting that same energy that they were that they were putting towards George Floyd. Now, here's the thing: I don't want people to get into the, you know, well, we're gonna protect this life more, or we're not really protecting this life more than we're doing. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that, like. I need the same effort. You need the same effort for her case. You know what I'm saying? The way protests and people have shut social media down and the world down over George Floyd, it needs to be the same way with Breonna Taylor. And fuck fuck just an indictment. I need a conviction. Exactly. Exactly. I want want the district attorney pushing for a conviction for those police officers. The same way they would push for a conviction and I went right out of the white boy on the street. I need, you know what I'm saying? I need the same treatment. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's... we have to fight for those things. We can't, you know, as as black men ourselves, we have to be able to challenge our our black brothers and, and hold them accountable to protect our black sisters and black women in general. You know, because, again, like, this is not just a fight of two black lives. This is a fight for the whole culture, right. for everybody, for Emmett Till. Like, it goes all the way back. You know, this is not just a one-two people fight. This is This is for everybody. And I also want people to think about it in terms of, like, put up that same energy that you would want people to do for you if that were you. Right. If that was you laying in cold blood, murdered in cold blood, mistreated by the police, you would want everybody else to rally around and say, hey, whoever, whatever, you know, get them justice. So do the same for them, you know? So with Breonna Taylor, they just passed. um, I got this email. When was the 11th? 
whenever the 11th was, I got this email. That was Thursday. 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 That they passed the the no knock warrant. Ban- they put Not a enough. ban on that. Not enough. So I'm just like, <laughs> guys. Again, doing everything guys. else but what we ask. Yes. That's not enough. The whole the whole concept of a no knock warrant, the whole concept of a no knock warrant is illegal. It's a violation of civil liber- of civil right of, of a of the of. I can't think of what amendment off the top of my head. I was a criminal justice major, but I know it violates one of them. Like, fam, you just can't run in a motherfucker house. I don't give a fuck if they under arrest. You can't run in. You know what I'm saying? You can't just come in somebody's house without permission. Now, if you have a warrant, if you have a warrant that lets you in, but you can't just run in somebody's house without. Fam, you're within your. If I if I up a gun like Breonna Taylor's boyfriend did, and I start busting, I'm within my right. Because mm-hmm, I'm in my house. I and well, you know, obviously, you know, that's why they dropped the charges. The charges on him. I, I for me, I I think what I'm understanding here is, yo, like, what is the very last solution that they teach you guys? Like, what are the other like options that you have to? Fulfill your job before you have to start gunning a person down. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain that there is a probably about 15 to 20 things that you can do before you, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm going to say this. Announcing yourself would have been the, the the more ideal thing to do. That way, he won't feel like he has right. to protect him and his girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things. I feel like this. Like, there's a lot of things you don't need the law to to understand as a human you should know like announce yourself you know what i'm saying like you know you about to go in here and make an arrest and do whatever it is that you have to do sometimes i feel like this you break the law any other time mm-hmm. you don't follow the rules any other time when you're gunning our when you're gunning our brothers and sisters down that would have been a time where I, me and my team i'd have been like look we're announcing ourselves because at the end of the day you need to protect your safety yeah. too you know what right. that would yeah. be my i was like well exactly. you know what listen Let's announce ourselves because if we go in here, he starts shooting at us. I don't want us to die. It is overly exaggerated how many police actually get killed by on the, the there's statistics that prove that 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 is overly exaggerated how often a police actually get shot. Right. It doesn't happen as often that you might think. And I was also reading Most motherfuckers are not gonna wanna bang out with the police. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. don't wanna uh, the average person thinks fan, that's gonna look One crazy person. when I finally do go to court. Like that's, a, that's a whole extra charge that I'm not beating. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers ain't just banging out with the police like that. Like, motherfuckers make, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a motherfucker who done did 220 of Joseph is like, fuck it, I ain't going back. Exactly. That's one thing. But, yeah. like, even they, they, they knocked, they did the no knock on the wrong apartment. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, I have an issue with the fact that all of a sudden, you know, again, we, we're going to talk about violating rules. Mm-hmm. Now your body cam is not on. Mm-hmm. But that's part of uniform. You know, yeah. the thing is this, when you go to, your job, and if your job say, hey, you have to have your name tag on, and you don't have your name tag on, you're getting trouble. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm not understanding why you don't have your body cam on. That's you're out of uniform. Exactly. You're 100% out of exactly. If you show up to, I don't know, if I show up to my job in swim trunks and no shirt, I'm getting sent home. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is this. It's not the fact that that they didn't have the body cams. They didn't cut them bitches on. Right. And I have an issue with that. You know, it's like... Yo, you like knew you was about to do something exactly. wrong. Like, yeah, you, you knew, knew it. Knew. So, to me, it's like... It's like... I'm really done with the excuses. Because you didn't have that to do. At you all. You really did not have that to do. You simply could have just announced yourself. Um, 
And I'm pretty sure the way the police knocked, they would have heard it. Mm-hmm. The police fucking right. Knocks off. The police have a very distinguished knock. You know when it's the police at your door. And they tried to justify it like, well, we don't want to give them a tip that we're coming, so we just need to go in and get them, so we don't have, so they don't have enough time to run. And I'm like, you should be prepared if that does happen. Right. So what? What's the disconnect here? First off, and then the other thing that gets me every time with all these situations. It was a mistake. Fam, if I mistakenly kill somebody, best case scenario for me is a manslaughter. If I have a gun and a gun accidentally goes off and it hits her and it kills her, my best case scenario is a manslaughter charge. And I'm still getting like 20, 25. I have no priors. So I might get lucky and get 15. I might, but I highly doubt it because Louisiana is a terrible fucking case. And you're a black man. And I'm a black man. So I'm probably looking closer to second degree murder. They're going to offer me a plea. They might offer me a plea of 30 years on a manslaughter. I doubt I get that. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking at second degree murder. Fam, a mistake ain't a justifiable fucking excuse. But if, if a mistake is a justifiable excuse for a police officer, then we got to go back and hit. I know in many cases, it was a mistake. Nobody sells drugs on purpose. Most niggas who sell drugs, yo, I'm trying to pay. It's not a purposeful thing. I'm just trying to survive. It was a mistake. A I shouldn't people. have did it. It's not. A, it's not a cop out. Right. Oh, I had this weed in my in my car. I didn't mean to have it in the car. It wasn't I, lied, I took it out. I got one better. It ain't my weed. Somebody left the weed. In the, it, they made a mistake, mm-hmm. but you giving me the charge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you can't. You use that mistake shit when you want to. You know what I'm saying? When it's convenient, fam. That shit don't work like that. And we gonna get to one of these days. We gonna have, to have a conversation about district attorneys. Nobody wants to have it. I'll have it. Oh, I, well, here's the thing. I'm holding the whole Justice Department yeah. accountable. And I say that because, again, you know, they have the power to to move things uh, and to change things, and they're not doing it. But, again, that's for the benefit of them mm-hmm. and not the benefit of innocent lives that's, that's being taken. So I'm everybody together is, is an issue for me, you know, because uh, my thing is this. I also feel like, you know, as, as a police officer, you know, a co-worker, whatever the case may be, I don't think I would feel comfortable with going back to the precinct and standing in front of my locker and taking off my uniform and taking off my body cam and my gun and everything else that I have to take off and, and feeling good about, oh, yeah, I have to take a life. I don't feel good about thinking that I had to go back to the the, the police chief and, and give him my statement as to why. This um, this human had to die today. I don't think I would feel right having to go home and explain to my wife and kids over dinner why someone had to die today. And it's like they're so comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And 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 I have an issue. I also have an issue with your coworkers. You know, being on these scenes with you guys. And, you know, and not fucking saying, "Yo, enough is enough. Stop." You know, it was. It, I mean, with the George Floyd situation, that shit was unnecessary. Somebody should have said, "Yo, chill, chill." Like for it in there. You don't you don't have to do that. But they were just so comfortable with doing it. But you know what the issue is? The main issue is that no police officer have has been made an example. Yeah. 100%. So the thing is this when you know when you growing up with you and your siblings and you know if your siblings did something and they got a spanking for it, you know you wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. But that's because your mom and your dad made it you made a, 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 a big announcement without really telling you directly, like, hey, if you still, I'm going to spank you. Okay. 
Y'all need to do the same thing with policemen. If you out here killing people for no justified reason, which I don't really think there's any reason to justify killing someone that's unarmed. Um, but if you do, then you're going to get the same uh, sentence that a person who, who's not a police officer will get if they kill someone. Mm-hmm. So maybe it may take a couple of police officers having to serve 40 years behind bars and state penitentiary, not seeing their families, not being able to get enough, have enough money on a commissary, being in a general population and having to fight for their lives. Maybe if a couple of them come out about their experiences being in jail and having to be away from they, their their families or whatever, uh, maybe maybe police officers will stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Because I keep seeing like this thing where everybody is saying, well, maybe if they get a degree. I'm like, hold up. See, white, that shit ain't going to work. Because my, white people are already fucking bribing to have their kids and paying right. to have their kids uh, educated, education, basically to have an education that they don't have. Bro, check so, this out. If you know the... the, the when you major in criminal justice, one of the things you take is a class called policing. They explain the origin, the origins of policing and corrections and all that shit. Check this out. The whole and, I, and this is why I say the whole concept of policing has to be torn Just, down yeah. and rebuilt. If the foundation is bad, everything all built on top of that is gonna be bad. That yeah. shit is gonna collapse. You have to like everything about it is flawed to incapacitate by killing. That's what they tell you. That's how they're taught to. Handle certain to incapacitate by killing. You always hear police officers say, "If I up, if I use it, shoot to kill." Point blank, period. Shoot to kill. They're not shooting you in a. I'm gonna show you. Let me show you. When they, I'm gonna stand up and show y'all. When they teach you to shoot, center mass. They teach when you teach somebody to shoot center mass. That's a kill. People don't realize your midsection. It's a kill shot. It's the easy. It's a bigger. It's a bigger target. It's a bigger target. It's an easier target than trying to shoot somebody in the head. And you have to think about how it looks optically. If I shoot you in the stomach and I'm wrong, it doesn't look as bad as I shoot you in the head and you're wrong. Right. Just think about the optics of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the whole the whole concept of policing is flawed. And that's why I keep telling people, like, a degree ain't going to make a motherfucker get a degree. But the thing for me is that if they don't pay attention in their eight week of training, what makes you think they're oh, gonna pay attention in four years? In four years, having to obtain 120 plus credits, mm-hmm. they're not gonna fucking pay attention. But some of them have degrees and they're still doing their job, mm-hmm. wrong. and they're still sucking. They still exactly. suck. So I, the the thing is, is that you know, um, at my job, we have been challenging like um, non-black people to like use their platform to use their voices. And also to correct their their peers about their racism, you know, and, and why black lives matter. And I'm going to be honest, like, I, I've really been on a rampage. You know, I, I have no room for stupidity right now. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to sit you down and read you a book as to why our lives matter. Or I'm not going to educate you on... Uh, uh, systemic uh, racism. racism. I'm not doing that mm-hmm. shit. I'm not doing that. When you want to read a book about drama or uh, science fiction or you want to read a book about... The craziest thing is that these motherfuckers will protect the animal before they protect the life. Yes. You know what? Yeah. So, Damn. understanding yeah. how you, 
you can't possibly take the time to invest in black lives. Because, I mean, these are the first, these are the people that will go fucking, like, to the end of the world behind Michael a fucking Vick. dog. Yeah, exactly. Michael Vick got two years fed time. And they wanted to For fighting. Him. For fighting dogs. Dog. That's a 30-day trip. They overcharged this nigga. They wanted to execute him. They wanted him to face the For fighting dogs. So, it's like, come on, like, yo, like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not doing that. So if you if you just don't see that it's just wrong to just mishandle black people, then we don't have nothing to fucking talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, however, with my people, you're damn right. I am gonna educate my people because if white people are able to be ignorant to what's going on in America, what's going on in society in general, and they're able to get a slap on the wrist. And get a pass and get back into their business and they're still able to flourish. I'm going to do the same shit for my people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, no, I'm not canceling, you know, um, I'm not canceling Virgil. Um, I'm not going to cancel whoever else probably spoke out and said some shit. If anything, what we're going to do is we're going to educate, collect, and we're going to move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we do. That, that's the, that's the, like I said, that's the only thing you, that's the best way to handle that situation because you cancel the person and the person doesn't get the message. So the message was lost. All that was for nothing. Nothing was really accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And really and truly, that person is more valuable as an asset than he is being useless to anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you're fighting a war, you need as many assets as you need possible. Exactly. And not all on the same front. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to also say something Something else that I think is like really, really important for me to say. Um, last week, I had a homework assignment that I decided that I was going to do, and I actually did it. And basically, I list all of these black businesses and black creators, um, and I, I posted the list, and I wanted people to see them. My purpose for it was not only for black businesses, for people to support black businesses, but most so to support black creators because we, we need that exposure. We need yeah. that support, those words of encouragement, those yeah. likes, those comments, those shares. We need those things as well. And I didn't want to leave black creatives out, but that was my main purpose for putting that list out. But I also, like, Every time I do stuff, I always think about it. And then after I'm done it, I, I still be thinking about it. So I, I've also came to this conclusion. And um, I feel like I fell victim to this as well. So I'm going to challenge myself to do better. Um, I feel as though that our culture, what we have to stop doing is when we realize we have white corporations, white businesses, or just white people in general that, you know, don't value us. Mm-hmm. We have to stop going Google all of the black companies, you know, that's equivalent to that to try to support. Don't yeah. treat us as second fiddle. You know, don't yeah. treat us as a second. We're not a rebound. Yeah. If you're going to support black businesses and black creatives, let's do it from the jump. Yeah. Not because your favorite coffee shop don't support black lives. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, everybody mysteriously have all of these black companies that 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 sells coffee that we wasn't supporting, mm-hmm. you know. That we were about uh, to damn near let go out of business. Yeah. Exactly. So like, like I'm gonna make it my business as well to make sure that like when you fully say that you're gonna support black businesses or black creatives, that they're some of the first ones that you look at on the on, mm-hmm. on your list, mm-hmm. you know, and not when your favorite white company is not treating you fairly, and all of a sudden you feel like. Oh, well, I'm gonna go ahead on and go over to Tyrone or whatever the case may be. No, Cause he like, do sell soap. Exactly. No, exactly. Man, support like, me not. Fam, do they have any black people that sell soap? Yes. No, they do. They have a lot of black yes. people. Yes. See, I, I see. I never knew. I gotta that. put see. y'all onto two black apps. 
One is the Black Wall Street. You said that I have that one? Yes. Well, I sent you these. One is the Black Wall Street, and the other is Melanoid Exchange. So yeah, you did that one. Black Wall Street is basically like services, like coffee shops, um, beauty supply stores around the United States. They promote all of that on there. So if you're in those cities, states, whatever, you know where to go. And Melanoid Exchange, they're more of products. So people selling body oils, shirts, jewelry, shoes, whatever. Those two apps are very, 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 very underrated, but they have the opportunity for all these black businesses to come together and use them to blow up. I'm glad you said, hold up, I'm glad you said jewelry. Do y'all know how much money motherfuckers spend with Ben Baller? And you know, that's top, these is top of the line motherfucking jewelers. Imagine somebody gave a black person, all the rappers go to the same three jewelers. The same three, I promise you. These same three jewelry uh, designers, like the big ones with the who do chains and mm-hmm. fl- just imagine. And I know they got somebody black out there who's trying that nobody gets a chance to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, so people was mad that they broke into I forgot what store because they was talking about joking talking about oh everybody gonna have full PF change. And I was like, well, damn. Imagine if a black person actually designed all the jewelry and got that money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just has the opportunity to do that. I bet you could come up with some better shit than some of these motherfuckers come up with. Because yeah. some of you niggas' chains don't look good. I hate to tell y'all. Nigga is robbing y'all. Yeah, the, we, we have to, again, we have to look out for one another. You know, um, and again, I'm not here to tell people who they should go to. I mean, hey, some people might prefer Starbucks over whatever. I mean, that's fine. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but again, don't use us as a rebound. Right. Um, Let's let's promote each other on the daily. Let's let's support each other on the daily. And again, support is not always financial. I need people to understand that because everybody is uh, everybody want to see financial gain from things. But sometimes it's just a simple share, yeah. just a simple like, yeah. a simple comment, some words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people don't know, but a lot of support that I do um, is I'll be. I'll be behind your back and you wouldn't even know I'm talking about your business. Right. I'll be talking to a friend or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's crazy because I was talking to Devin, mm-hmm. my, my bro that came with me the last yeah, time. Yeah. And, um, Shout out to Nocturne. I was, I was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking or whatever and I was telling him like I knew two people with a podcast and he was like, damn, bro, like you be knowing uh, like a good bit of people. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I mean, shit, I just keep it in my back pocket in, in case whenever a conversation comes up or you somebody it needs there. it. Hey, like I'm gonna plug them in, you know, and you able to go in and uh, support them because a lot of people don't understand. Like I, when I put that list out, um, a lot of people might say, "Well, what do I need a podcast for?" Well, you know, them seeing that you subscribe to their their channel um, or to their their podcast that that goes a long way for them. Mm-hmm. Fucking right. For Tim to see that he might have you know a hundred new subscribers this month, I'm pretty sure he gonna have a drink to that shit because Nigga, that's something you know, and it's gonna push him. To, to, to want to to do more, you know. So, again, people are not always looking for a dollar. Sometimes we have to step out here and support people just with our, with our words of encouragement, genuine words of encouragement, not just shit just because you just want to sound good. Hey, girl, but, you're doing great. Yeah, like... But actually, like, you know, you know, listening or actually, like, you know, browsing whatever it is and then giving some feedback or whatever, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I definitely think that... Once we, we once we get a hold to that, I'm gonna tell you right now that like we already unstoppable. 
Definitely. But once we we got to tap point, into that. It's, it's, it's shit, shit's going to get real fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like real, real scary because, I mean, we, we run a lot of this shit. I was, um, I was telling Devin and my other bro, I was like, yo, like, you know how much power we have? Because motherfuckers is not in line for no Tom Brady's. That's why Nike haven't signed him to a lifetime deal. They gave this it to true. LeBron. You this, know? Is, this is true. So if if you knew the power that we have, like we we, we push these these coaches forward. I mean, you see Adidas; they have all of these black creatives that's over over there, black stars that's that they have partnered with that pushes their brand. <coughs> Kanye West, uh, <laughs> and you know, uh, I mean, you got Beyonce over there. You got Pharrell yeah. over there. You is know, Pusha T um, still Adidas? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's weird because I had never heard of a, a a top white athlete being signed to a shoe deal. I had never heard of that. Um, somebody told me Larry Bird was, but I mean that probably what? was with like Converse or something. Yeah, it, it, no, it yeah, was Converse, it was, and it they wasn't, talked about that on the last dance. Yeah, it's like yeah. it wasn't as marketable. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but what I'm saying is, I mean, you look over the years, like I've been, I didn't see Nike. They have signed, uh, they got Kitty, they got Kyrie, Kobe. they got Kobe, they have LeBron. LeBron. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking see Dirk and Steve Nash over there, you know, so. I'm, Dwayne? Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade was, Dwayne Dwayne was, was Converse. He was but, Converse first, then he Converse was jumping Nike. And then a, a company out of China started offering him way more money to do his own thing yeah, that was, that was with them. Like yeah. So, so I mean, you you get you know people they they get I mean I even told people about the history of Coachella like I like Coachella I was supposed to be going to Coachella this year go. and um, go I went I went in twenty eighteen I went seeing the goat perform yeah. I was there. I was there for that I was there for that Fat Jazz hold up hold up I didn't want to say her name because no, people Jazz. you you know who I'm talking about Jazz, Jazz. wait no 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 lie I swear to God I. Y'all seen that video of DMX performing in South Africa and it was like the whole world. Yeah. It, it felt like the whole world was at Beyonce's yeah. set. Like it Yo, definitely. I, yeah, that was the biggest Coachella. I can't I cannot explain to you what that shit was. Yo, it was like eleven, what, eleven, one o'clock in the morning out there that year. And yeah. like people out here were like texting me. I'm like, wait, hold up, y'all still up? Like, like fam, y'all still up in the morning. Like, nigga, it's like, yeah, it's late out there. I was watching it, but I I was telling them that um I had watched the twenty years in the desert. Um, mm-hmm. Documentary that Coachella had put out this year, um, right before the Coachella of 2020 was supposed to happen, and like they talked about like the history of how big Coachella had became. Now, mind you, they it started off as like a rock uh, mm-hmm. festival, yeah. so they had all of these white acts and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Well, I want to say like maybe 2008, 2009, Kanye West performed, but he wasn't a headliner. He just he was in like the little small print, but he showed up late, showed up late, came and did like his little set, mid set or whatever, and then he left. Well, their first big headliner was 2010, was Jay-Z. Yeah. That's when they saw like a mass of like people. And then I think Kanye 11. West came in 2011. That's when shit really took off. Yeah. Cause... Because then they had to enhance it to two weeks. Two yeah. weekends. Coachella was never two weekends. No, mm-hmm. it, was, it was only Mind one. You, this is a festival that hosts... What seventy plus thousand people each weekend? So the 2012 was Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. Who was I think it was Snoop Dogg oh, and Dr. Drake. Because they had Dr. two. Dr. They had the. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to bring. They had the the hologram, the Tupac yeah, hologram. Exactly. It was Dr. Drake. So 
by this time, they need two weekends because the demand for tickets were so damn high. Now, mind you, they've been having this festival since 1999, but they didn't have a demand for two weekends until it got to 2010 with Jay-Z and 2011 with, with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward and then you get, uh, I also want people to know the GOAT helped sell those tickets in 2017, <laughs> but you know, she was expecting, so she couldn't be there. And then she had to reschedule for 2018. Yeah. And then Coachella really fucking took off. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the people that didn't know what Coachella was. Now they do. Now they do. So it's like, it's just, it, and I, I, I like the way that she had used her platform to say, you know what, I'm going to go to this predominantly, you know, white festival and I'm going to bring black culture mm-hmm. there. That's why the whole HBCU thing was like implemented into that performance. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, it's our power that we have that we control and we know we got the shit on lock. Now you have white people trying to go to HBCUs. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I, my, my hopes is that um, white corporations, um, white people, um, non-black people just stand up for black lives, man, and start treating us fairly again. Not when you're in the hot seat, not when you're being told, and just to do it, like just because it's the right thing to do, you know. Uh, I, that's that's really my only wish. I honestly feel like you're a line heartless society that ties into all of this. I know it was about like relationships and yeah, everything, but it. It really does tie into what we're going through right now and people trying to express themselves and finally, like, get on the scene. Like, we've been here, so now now it's my time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm glad you even brought that up. Like, I, I'm, one, I'm just glad that I even have a platform to even talk, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to speak out. Um, and I feel like this is one of my strengths, you know, because with Heartless Society, um, I didn't go through like that therapy alone. Um, I feel like I had friends. Um, I had other people to support me to get through those rough times. So I'm glad I was able to use like what I love to do so much to talk about one of my personal like um, I wouldn't say traumas. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but just one of my like personal issues, something that meant so much to me that like faded away. Um, and now I'm able to to use my platform to talk about, you know, being being better for black lives and, and not having uh, racism w- within the industry that I love so mm-hmm. much. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, like, you know, my goals are is not to get to the Met Gala, New York Fashion Week. I've been to New York Fashion Week, but I haven't set like front row yet. Um, but that's not really my goals. But I want them to understand that like you're going to see me. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see me. Like, trust me, you're gonna see me. I don't. I don't care how I have to do it. I'm gonna do it, and it don't have to be in your way. It's gonna be in my way. Mm-hmm. So I'm just super, super grateful to just even be in that in that position. Well, Drew, I want to thank you for coming through. Anytime. It was an honor <laughs> as usual. You know what I'm saying? Great conversation. Jazz, you got anything you want to get get off? Support black people. We supporting everybody black. Okay. Everybody. Drew, everybody give, black. Give me your Instagram tag. I need to go follow him. Um oh God. Oh my Instagram <laughs> is cultivated93. It's gonna be C V L T I V A T E D nine three. You can um definitely follow me there. Also be on the lookout for a project I got coming at the end of this month. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> And I'm working on two new collections, so uh, it's it's about to be a movie. We're gonna uh, we're really gonna get into the shits at the end of this month. So, 
It's lit. <laughs> it's lit. Yes, Thank man. you again for having me. Appreciate it, brother. And Jazz. <laughs> I said that right, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. For me, Jazz, and Drew, we're going to go ahead and log out on y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Peace. <laughs>